Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we go behind the headlines. Lots to talk about this week. We'll begin with political reporter Jason Rosenbaum. Our political team has been tracking the day-to-day developments in Governor Eric Greitens' invasion of privacy case. It's been a busy week, Jason. It's been a particularly busy week, yes. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that uh, jumped out at me was the flap over televising the trial. Apparently, everybody has an opinion on that. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Both the attorney for Greitens' ex-mistress as well as the circuit attorney's office do not want uh, any sort of photos or, or video cameras in the trial. I believe Greitens' attorney said that they were undecided on that. The takeaway I got from that is if this trial was televised, or even if there were just photographers taking still photos, it, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch that the woman involved may be more reticent to testify in this particular situation. Um, so I don't know if her attorney said that directly, but I would say almost 100% of the mainstream news outlets have not identified the woman because she has not come forward and wanted to say anything. And it's going to continue, at least for, for a while. Do you think she'll ever be publicly identified? It's a, it's a good question. There will have to be something that we discussed with the editors. But our, our hang-up about identifying the woman involved was it wasn't the woman that came forward in that KMOV interview. It was the woman's ex-husband. And the woman steadfastly refused to comment or, or, or say whether anything on that recorded audio was true or not. So that was the reason the ex-husband's identity was shielded and has been shielded. Um, It'll have to be a decision for our editors if she decides to take a stand and actually make allegations against the governor. It's a little bit above my pay grade, to be honest. Not only is Kim Gardner, the circuit attorney, trying to build a case uh, for her side, the prosecution, uh, she's also building her staff, and that too is controversial. in, in in some ways, yes. Not only has she brought in a, a Harvard attorney that I, I think from reading the Post-Dispatch may cost $120,000. Uh, the Post-Dispatch also had an article about the investigator named William Tisby, who apparently was, uh, you know, accused of a crime bigamy, which is, which is a term where you were married to two people at once. Mm-hmm. And I I don't really know how much of a factor that's going to have in the trial because it's unclear at this point and it may be clear that this investigator may not testify at all. But it's, it's certainly a, a arrow in the quiver of the Greitens attorney team and the, the Greitens political team to attack the credibility of Kim Gardner here, at least in the public sphere. Do we have any idea yet for certain as to whether or not the prosecution has the photo? Um, we, we have no indication yeah. that, that that's the case yet. Uh, yesterday, one of Greitens' attorneys had a, a mini gaggle with reporters, and Rachel Lippman was there. And they said, he said that they don't have the photo because the prosecutors just haven't given the photo yet. There has been another hearing a few weeks ago where they said they didn't have the photo. And that's going to be a big deal because the photo is at the central of this invasion of privacy charge. And even though the governor himself has been pretty cagey when he's asked directly, did you take a photo of this woman? If they don't have a photo in the court of law, I think it certainly compromises the ability to prove that uh, Greitens committed this crime. I'm, I'm not an attorney, and I'm sure that it's hypothetically possible to do it without a photo, but I 
I think it would be significantly easier if they had it. I'm not an attorney either, but I have read some things, as you have as well, that there are some attorneys who say there is no case if there is no photo. It's really going to depend on who you ask. As I kind of alluded to, there are people who are trying to essentially uh, bolster the case of the governor in the court of public opinion. And some of those are attorneys. You you mentioned before the show, there's a former member of the circuit attorney's office that had a a medium post basically expressing that sentiment. But there's also kind of a counter side where there are people who are on both the Democrat and Republican side that want Greitens out of office or want to weaken him so politically that he can't really govern effectively or he's used as a political punching bag against other candidates. So that's kind of be one of the things we'll be talking about today in our, our podcast, wrapping up all these developments, this fight for public opinion that's become very, very public in the run-up to this mid-May trial. I've also been reading uh, an allegation that he may have or allegedly slapped her. I think that's from Al Watkins, the attorney of the ex-husband, told that to KMOX this week, if I'm not mistaken. I I have no idea whether that's true. All I know is that Al Watkins, since the beginning of this entire situation when KMOB uh, aired that piece, has consistently come out into the the media sphere and has disseminated damaging information about the governor. It's not just representing the ex-husband, but he's also represented a a low-level staffer named Eli Carabell that was quoted in a CNN report about an FBI inquiry. And he's also representing this former stripper who was found guilty on invasion of privacy charges who wants a pardon from the governor. So Al Watkins' role – I mean you've known Al Watkins longer than I have most likely. He's he's very ferocious about advocating for his clients. I think that he's been a pretty key instrument in bringing the governor standing down quite a bit throughout this whole time and – it's been pretty evident that that's been his role here. Yeah, flamboyant is another word that comes to mind. Loquacious. <laughs> is loquacious <laughs> a word? It absolutely is a word. I might be mispronouncing <laughs> it, which is a cardinal sin for a radio reporter, but I, that was my that was my uh, adjective to describe him. What One other uh, element here we should talk about, and that's the House committee investigation. Yes. How is that proceeding? Um, <clears throat> Representative Jay Barnes, who's the committee chairman, it set, had a, a brief press availability about how they have interviewed witnesses, that they're going to try to interview more witnesses in the, in the days ahead, and that they are likely to meet the I, I, early to mid-April deadline to get their report in. Um, there's been very little information emanating out of this committee by design. Representative Barnes, who's a Republican from Jefferson City, has pretty much told reporters that they're not going to get a lot of information about this situation until after the committee is over. And we'll just have to kind of wait in suspense as lawmakers kind of operate in in the shadows of this committee structure. Lots uh, ahead for you and your podcast. Uh, By the way, that's available later today? It should be up later this afternoon. Either check iTunes, St. Louis Public Radio's website, or any other podcast dissemination device that you may or may not use. Okay. We'll look forward to that. Jason Rosenbaum, thank you. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.